0: One of the worst days of my life, being self-employed. Hi, it's Ed Fisher for the He Who Prepares Wins podcast. I'll be your host. I hope you're all doing well. Today's episode, we're gonna talk about the right operating structures, which you should be thinking about before you start a small trades business. Hopefully what I'm about to tell you will either open your eyes to what structure you should be operating under or at least give you some food for thought Even if you are trading under some of these structures, they can always be changed and things like that So, here we go As you all know, I've not always been business savvy Uh, and it's really just as I've got older in life that I started to learn a lot more about business. But this, what I'm about to tell you, could be one of the, if not probably, the turning point, what made me say, right, I need to start being a business owner instead of just an employee. So a few years back, I I was a sole trader, just operating under my own name, pretty much, and I was trading for years and years as a sole trader, and I was getting tax bills, but I didn't really understand. I was ignorant. I didn't care. I was just like, "Oh, how how low can you get my tax bill and all that sort of stuff?" I didn't know what was going. On. I just done the graft, done the work, stuck money in the bank, but my tax bills were getting bigger and bigger. So they were. They were for me. I was just a young guy no savings or nothing behind me, or like that. and I was getting tax balls of like five, six, seven grand, and then I was talking to other businesses, I remember this back then, I was talking to other businesses, and they were doing more volume when I was, and their tax balls weren't anywhere near what I was paying, so a couple of years later, I got another tax ball, which was lower, I said, this is me, this is me, I like it me like it and when I was always trading I was always very cautious about becoming VAT registered as well so it kind of held me back when I was moving forward Uh, because I always had that glass ceiling of becoming VAT registered I thought to myself I'm working for private customers I can't go over the VAT threshold or I'll never get any work I'll never get any work just absolutely full of no self-belief in myself no self-belief in my business or anything but I'm going to do a full episode about that registered. That's not what we're talking about today. So, so, as I was saying, for years and years the tax bill was going up and then one year it went down. But one day I was working and I got one of the most horrific phone calls I've ever experienced in my self employed career. It was my accountant. She phoned me and she said, Edward, I, uh, do you want to sit down? I the what's wrong? She says, because you got your paperwork to me late, I'm just getting your heads up with your tax bill. She says, all in, you need to pay £25,000 before January. This was May. I say, £25,000? I've no good that kind of money. What am I going to do? I say, can we all just shut the business down? She says, you kind of just shut the business down. She says, you're liable for any debts the business have because you're self-employed. You, you're you liable for everything. You're a sole trader, sorry. I said, right. She says, in July, you're, you've got a forward payment. So in July, you need to pay £5,000 up front towards it as your forward payment. And then come January the 31st of the following year, you need to find it was about nineteen grand. I said, "How am I going to find that money? There's no way I'll be able to find that money before then." So after that, I felt physically sick. I said, "I need to phone you back once this processes." As soon as I f- heard that, that I would mm, twenty-five grand for starters. I didn't even have the five grand to pay the forward payment. Now I mean, find nineteen grand before six months later everything started going through my head how am I going to take my kids on holiday how am I going to afford both of their birthdays which were in the back end of the year, how am I going to afford Christmas how am I going to get my partner's birthday everything was going through my head I was thinking to myself what has happened so I felt sick for days to be honest with you absolutely sick but I eventually came to terms with it and I thought to myself right well I'm not going to hide away and just run away from my problems. I'm going to head, deal with them head on, heat first. So I made a plan. I said, Right, what work have I got booked in so far? Right, that, I forget that, and I barely spend and I live on a budget. Partner wasn't too happy with all this stuff because we had to live a very budgeted lifestyle. I said, Let's get to Aldi and get the messages for there. So there was no Marks and Spencer's treats or nothing. Had to stick to the basics Uh, and I promised her this will not happen again so that was a big learning point in my life so I managed to roster the money together for the forward payment got that paid and then that was me I had to get to work pretty much bank every penny I could possibly bank to try and get this tax bill before in January I had to work extra hard because I still had to find birthdays, Christmases, everything so I just worked like a slave to get what I had to do but while I was doing that I was also thinking to myself all this work and all this extra work I'm doing I was doing crazy hours, I was working late, I was doing all weekends everything, barely able see my family trying to find the money to pay this but while I was doing that I was thinking to myself the way I turn the this year the bigger my tax bill is going to be next year so I'm just in a hamster wheel here because I'm not able to put any money away for the money I'm making now to cover my tax bill for next year because I'm hoping to use the tax for this, jo- this year to pay last year's because I hadn't been pretty much financially savvy enough to do what I had today. Uh, so I was in a bit of a, a loop that kept happening. So. I never really spoke to MD about it, like I just kind of dealt with it myself. My priority was to pay this tax bill, because the last thing I wanted to do was to come and take my house away from me. That was the biggest fear back then, taking my house off me. So eventually, I managed to find all the money. I worked mad, lived like a monk pretty much, and got all the money. And on the 31st of January, I transferred something like 19000 to HMRC. So I think it was just shy of 25 between the forward payment and that. So once I paid that, I started doing my own research, speaking to other trades and all that sort of stuff about what business structures they were under and they were all saying limited, limited, limited. So this is where it gets really sickening. So I went up and I seen my accountant face to face. My accountant at the time was an elderly, husband and wife, Jewel. I used them for years because they were my dad's account and that before I took the business over, so I felt like I had, to, I had to be loyal to them. Not only did I know that, I've probably been getting ripped off for years and years and years, overpaying for sole traders' ca- accounts when I was paying limited limited accounts prices. Ridiculous, but hey ho, that's in the past. So I went up to them and I said, Look, I've really been looking into being a limited company. I said, There's a lot more tax benefits and tax benefits is one of the things I'm going to go through and speak to you about at a later date once I get all my facts and figures right because I know things are going to change in has couple of years so I don't want to give you information the Disney suit just now. So I went up to my accountant and I said I'm going to go limited and they come back to me and says, oh Edward, you should have been limited years ago, the way you were turning your jobs. I said, hold oh, on a minute. I said, I put my trust in you to tell me what I should be doing financially when it comes to my business I said should you not have told me that I should have been limited years ago and she turned around and said Aye well we don't operate, we, we only deal with sole, sole traders I said hold on a minute I said so all your clients are sole traders but your business is run under a limited company I said what is that? I said that's disgusting I said you can do it for yourself because you know the tax benefits, but everybody else is getting crippled with tax because we're on un, under a uh, sole trader. So as you can imagine, I wasn't too happy. So I left it there. I spoke to another tradesman guy I know, and I managed to contact an, an accountant. Told him pretty much the full story I told you, but more details, more figures. And she said, and this lady said to me, "Come and see me." I went down, explained everything that had been happening. She said, that's totally bad practice. Totally bad practice. You should be operating under a limited company. Hi everyone, I got held up yesterday. So I thought I would continue today. I'm back in the office that i done a podcast for a couple of weeks ago. My friend uh, owns the office block and he said I could use it wherever I like because it's empty at the moment. And I've got a lovely big whiteboard so I thought I would just jump on. So what we was talking about yesterday was the benefits of a sole trader to a limited company. So I thought we would just talk about some of the benefits etc. of being a sole trader to a limited company. So as you can see here, if you are a sole trader with different tax brackets, so 40% you pay on tax if you meet that in profit and 20% tax if it's under that in profit. So as a sole trader. And as a limited company, there's a couple of ways you can take your money from a limited company. Most people take a small salary with dividends payments. Dividends payments you can take twice a year and the first thousand pound is tax free used to be £2,000, but they changed the the rules to that. So, same applies for both. Your personal allowance is £12,570. But I'm going to give you two wee demos of the difference between a sole trader. Now, this is just a brief summary. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes to it. But this is just to give you a quick understanding of the difference in tax benefits between these two. So, if we look down here... Let's just say the average plumber who is a sole trader, okay. Say so he makes two hundred fifty pound a day. Two hundred fifty pound a day, uh, and he works five days a week, gives us twelve fifty a week. If you did that over forty-eight weeks of the year, it takes four weeks half a year, that comes to sixty grand. And if you're sixty grand, you're entitled to your personal allowance, which is twelve hundred and twelve hundred twelve thousand five hundred and seventy pounds if we deduct that from the sixty grand that gives us a payment of that gives us a leftover balance of forty seven thousand four hundred and thirty This you'll be paying a rate of forty percent because you've met you've went over the the bracket into the forty percent club So, if you're taking 40% off of that turnover, is 18,976. Sorry if you can hear that noise, there's a a bus come past. Not very professional, but hopefully this is helping some people. Which then leaves you an amount of 28,458 pounds in your pocket. Right? So let's look at it for a different point of view. Let's look at it for a limited company structure. So if you're a limited company structure, you're making 60 grand in profit. There's a couple of ways you can split this up. What a lot of people do is, is they take a small salary and then take two dividend payments. So let's just do it if we're doing it basic. So let's say you take £750 a month salary from your limited company. So 750 times twelve is nine grand a year. So you take a nine grand a year salary, which will be tax free because it's under it's under the personal allowance amount. Right. So for your sixty grand we take away nine which is fifty one. But remember, you're allowed a grand dividends payment for f- tax free. So now you're at 50 grand. So for your 50 grand, say you divide this into two dividends payments. So it's 25 grand a The This is purely if you're a single director of a company. Obviously, if there's two partners or two directors in a company, then it gets more complicated. This is just to give you a rough idea, if you're just a one man band, of the differences of this stuff, and how much you can save. So if you're left with £25,000, uh, and you take a dividends payment, you'll pay the dividends payment tax as 8.75%. Eight eight so let's take away 8.75%. Oops mistake take away 8.75% now that is only 2,231.25 which then leaves you a payment of 23.26.80.75 and you do that twice twice so if we times the two of them together it's 46. so let's just look at the differences here that's what you take home obviously you'll have your running costs your business and all that sort of stuff but i would rather take 46 no on top of that you've got your nine grand on top of that as well sorry so you've got your nine grand on top of that in fact that's ten grand you've got your thousand pound payment as well so your take home is 56 30, 50. so for 56 and a half thousand pound is your take home in a limited company compared to twenty-eight thousand as a sole trader. They no, I never knew any of this stuff and I know that was a bit of a mumble jumbo the way I just went through that there. And obviously you should speak to an accountant or uh, some sort of financial advisor beforehand. Financial advisor beforehand to go through this stuff. But that gives you a brief a brief b- breakdown of the differences between a limited company And I'm sure I've missed bits and bobs out there, but even for that demonstration, when you see that compared to that is what you're taking home, it's night and day, I would say, night and day. And I understand that you've got higher higher accountancy fees with a limited company, but when you're looking at the difference between that and that, then I would say, I would say limited is the way forward. Not only that as well, you've got less liabilities, so for instance your risk of losing everything dramatically decreases from being a limited company to being a sole trader. You're not as liable. You're still liable for loans and things like that because you have personal agreements if you take business loans or anything like that, but you're not as liable for bad debts that have occurred through the business. Now I know that sounds like a big mumble jumbo, and I'll, I'll try and get better at, better at my presenting this stuff, but if it was me, and I was turning over a decent amount of cash, for starters, I wouldn't run my own business if I was not turning over a decent amount of cash, because there's no point, in you working for somebody, there's no point having all these sleepless nights and everything else, if you're just gonna walk away with 20 to 30 grand. And that's all, uh, and it's all right saying just now, aye. But I do a lot of cash jobs and all that sort of stuff, so I don't really need to worry about these sort of figures. There's going to come a time where cash will be non-existent. You won't be able to get paid for a job in cash, and every penny you make will go through the bank. When every penny goes through the bank, you will not be long than hitting this threshold. And I certainly wonder why i be paying 40% on my wages when you can be when there's ways paying less so i just wanted to go over a couple of bits and bobs the benefits so for starters the tax benefits are massive less liable night and day i would say limited but that's just my point of view everybody's different obviously you might have a good accountant that can do better works for you as a sole trader or whatever but i think limited is the best way to go Anyway, I know I've muttered on again and there will be a better structure in my next video, I promise. But if you don't mind, could you subscribe and follow? Send this on, share it to any of your friends or anything like that. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, anyway, hope you have a great week and weekend, and I'll see you all soon. Just wanted to add a wee cliff note on there as well. If you're taking a dividends payment, that basic rate of eight point seven five percent is only up until thirty-six thousand seven hundred. So if you go above that, then you will pay a higher rate, a higher rate of thirty-three point seven five percent, which is massive. So. I made a mistake in that last video as well. I said you can only take two dividends payments, but that's not true. You can take as many dividends payments as you like. So it's just another wee thing to look into. Cheers. (coughs)